Thank you, Bella, as always. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the post-Super Bowl edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about soccer. I know, I know, shocking, hard to believe, but it's what we're going to do. It's what's been on my mind. We're going to talk a little bit about nine different things you can do to become a special player. Uh, first, a couple of things. One, I want to talk uh, quickly about a message I received from the mother of a current high school player. Uh, I believe she just signed her uh, letter of intent as well to play in college. Her mom let me know that she asked for a Bluetooth adapter for the truck so that she could listen to my podcast to and from practice. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, every once in a while you get something like that and it reminds you why you do what you do. So that was pretty cool, I wanted to share. Um, also, I may do an extra podcast here and there above and beyond the once per week just because of the engagement we've had in the Soccer Specialist um, Facebook group. We're getting a lot of uh, questions from people and ideas that are a little longer than me being able to necessarily uh, bang out in, in the group. So I'm cutting back up on topic. So I might, I might do a few extras if a uh, schedule allows. If you don't belong to the Facebook group, you absolutely should do that. A lot of great stuff in there. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash the soccer specialist, I believe is correct. Or, you know, do a search on the soccer specialist. You should be able to find it. All right, here we go. We're going to get to those nine things. Uh, these are, are things that a lot of top athletes and people in general are, who have been very successful in their field follow. I think it's really important. It's going to help you a lot as a player to improve and get better. Number one, of course, being that it is fun. Uh, one thing I saw not that long ago was someone um, talking about losing and, and what, goes, what goes on in practice and this and that, and it, and it doesn't seem fun. And basically saying that anything competitive is not fun, which personally I happen to disagree with. I, I think competitive has been turned into a dirty word and it's not it's natural it what it's what helps you develop in anything you do that competitiveness that drive you have to be better um yes people can get crazy out of hand with it but i think that's a separate issue from being competitive and the other thing is that something that's fun is not going to be fun all the time okay but if you want to excel at anything you do need to enjoy it and playing soccer should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be something you look forward to. And that doesn't mean you're always going to want to get out there and with the ball when you should. It doesn't mean you're always going to look forward to practice. Everybody has their ups and downs. Even the greatest players in the world who love to play all the time have those moments when they they just they don't want to do their their next workout or what have you. But you still have to love it. Look, let, let let's <laughs> let's face it, adults, right? You 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 love your spouse. Uh, but you're not, it's marriage isn't always fun, right? Can I put it that way? And I won't go into any more than that. Okay. So, but without the enjoyment, without the fun of the sport, it becomes a chore and it seems like hard work. And however, growing up and playing soccer, it should be some of the, the most fun you have. It should be some of the best times of your life. Uh, the journey with your teammates, you're not, as I said, you're not always going to want to practice. Sometimes you won't want to look at a soccer ball or your teammates or your coach. That's just natural. It's true of anything that um, that you love or enjoy. Ask your parents about you. If you're a player listening, they'll tell you that. But overall, yes, it should be fun. If it's not fun for you, it's probably not something you should be doing. Because there will, there will be that times when you get in that zone as well, when it's always fun, when you're outside. And I think I've, I've said this uh, 
before, but you know, you're outside. It's not even nice weather. You're outside in the rain. You're working hard. You don't want to stop. You don't realize that an hour or 90 minutes have gone by because you're so into the zone of what you're enjoying and enjoying the, the process of becoming a better player that you don't even realize how much time has passed. And yeah, it might look crazy to other people, but you're loving it. You know, so I think that's really, really, really important. Have fun playing the game. Appreciate the journey. Enjoy the time that you get to be out on the field because it goes fast, right? Number two, chase your dreams. Set your goals. Every great accomplishment starts with a dream. You achieve that dream by setting goals and going after them. The dream gets you excited about what you want to do. It gives you a reason to go to practice and work hard. Right? It's going to get you excited for practices and excited for games and excited about your development because you're working towards something. You're achieving something. It goes back a little bit to being competitive and without getting into too many details about all the different things you can set goals for. And I think I've talked about that in other uh, podcasts. It's just, just we use juggling because that's the easiest with numbers, right? Setting goals and juggling what you want to achieve, your first 10, 25, 50 um, Bringing in a teammate and trying to beat each other and, and one-up each other in terms of numbers makes it fun. It makes it competitive. and makes you better. I want to tell a quick story about a, a player playing for me right now. Uh, she's played in a, a few tournaments, but since she's come to the team, we're going into spring season, which is going to be our first official league season with her on the team. She was on another team. I jumped in and trained, I guess starting about three years ago, was training them, you know, for half their sessions. I think they were practicing twice a week. I was training them on one. The following fall, I jumped in as a coach because that was my girls were freshmen. We didn't have a fall season, so I, I helped them out. And anyway, when it first started, she knew I was coaching. She uh, The next team, which was a, a year older, she could play for it, but it was also a big jump in the talent of the, the team. And she wanted to play for us. She wanted to, to, to step up and play on the other team. I didn't say it this way, but basically we had a discussion of that at that time that she just she wasn't there. She wasn't um, developed enough as a player. She wasn't going to fit in. It was it was too big of a, a gap for her. Um, did it upset her? Yeah, a little bit. But she took it and set a goal of playing for this team. And she put in the work and she put in the effort and she asked questions and she worked on her own. And then she guested for us in a tournament this past summer. And based on that, because I, I could tell you still going into it in terms of actually playing on our team, I wasn't sure. And based on, on what she did in that tournament and the way she's approached the game and how, how much she wants to get better and play for us, she's now playing for us officially and that's that's the importance of setting goals and having a dream or having a burning desire to accomplish something in your sport it matters it's going to make you a much better player number three find out what you need to do to achieve your goal right you're never going to start off on some long journey without a map or in this case without gps on your smartphone okay and understanding how to get there now i have a few players who might do that but that's a completely different story and so this applies to your, your dream as a player, your goal as a player, no matter what it is. You know, once you've decided on that, once you know what it is, you have to find out what it's going to take to get there. And I think this is a big key in what's missing. And, and I blame the adults because as kids, whether they're 8, 9, 10, 14, they don't know. They don't understand what it, they may want to play in college. They don't necessarily understand the dedication and the effort and the time and what that skill level actually is for a college player. 
that's on us as adults to share that with them, to help guide them in that journey so that they understand if it is something they really want, what they're going to have to do to get there, right? Where are you going? Is it college? Do you just want to be all county or all state in high school or just start varsity at some point in, in your freshman or sophomore year? Do you want to be the top goal scorer? Do you want to be the best keeper, right? Who's done what you, what you want to do? What does it take? Take, take a look at them. If, it's a, if you know someone who's played in college, talk to them about it. Get your parents to take you to a, a college game if you want to play in college and, and, or even a college practice if you get that opportunity so you can see what the difference is, what you're going to have to be in order to, in order to uh, achieve that goal. Number four, sacrifice equals success. I've talked about this a little bit before. Very important. I wish I could think of a better word than sacrifice because that always sounds like oh, sacrifice or, or work or practice. Right? I don't really like those words um, in terms of what we're trying because no one thinks sacrifice is going to be fun or that work is fun, right? But you can't be successful without the willingness to make occasional sacrifices, right? Every victory is won before the game begin, begins. That means putting in the work and practice making sure you're showing up to practice, getting touches on the ball at home. You have to put in the work in order to play well in the games, in order to develop and to be able to compete with the other teams. And sometimes that takes a little sacrifice. Sometimes that makes it uh, take some decision-making on your priorities, okay? Because the mediocre teams, the underachieving teams, they're all full of players that are not going to put in the effort to become good, okay? Now, players like Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Crystal Dunn, uh, I'm going to stop Rose Lavelle. I'm going to stop there because you'd be like, oh, you left my player out. Um, they didn't get where they are today without sacrifice, with, without making choices, tough choices sometimes, without extra hours out there on the field. A lot of them spent alone. Sometimes you have to skip the birthday party or the sleepover if, be, if, if you really have a goal of being a great soccer player or playing in college or whatever it is. Sometimes you have to skip those social events if, if achieving those soccer goals really truly are that important to you. Attitude is everything. Number five, you got to have the right attitude. Okay, the attitude you choose is going to go a long way towards determining whether you realize your dreams, whether you achieve your goals. Right? Are you the player that complains about tough games, that complains about bad weather before the game starts, that complains about poor fields, that complains about the time you have practice, etc., etc., etc.? If that's you, you're not going to get anywhere. You got to turn that around. You got to have a can-do attitude, as they say. Okay, your coach is going to admire, admire and appreciate it. Your teammates are going to admire and appreciate it. Even if at their whatever age, they might not necessarily recognize it. They do see what you're doing. That stuff is going to sink in. That's why I've always called bad weather soccer weather. Soccer is a bad weather sport. Uh, way back in Thanksgiving tournament we played in 2012, we ended up getting the earliest game. I forget it was 8 a.m. or 8.30, and it was a cold weekend we started playing with the grass white because there was frost on the field it was an open space there was a wind whipping across it sideways but most of my girls embraced it because anytime there's bad weather i tell them that it's soccer weather i get pumped up i'm in a good attitude i have a good attitude i'm joking it makes it's contagious it makes it fun for them and they start appreciating that and embracing that bad weather is soccer weather and it is fun to play in those conditions we had one of those this past november as well the Saturday was awesome. The Sunday game, oh man, it was below freezing with the wind chill. Definitely like 30 mile an hour winds with, with gusts. The, the rain and sleet was coming down sideways. It was awesome. Awesome. 
All right, bad weather is soccer weather. Number six, dealing with adversity and obstacles. Adversity and obstacles make you, you, right? Strength comes from adversity, okay? Every season, every team, every player on your journey, you're going to encounter adversity. You're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to have those games where you're playing with nine or ten players and it's 90 degrees out and the other team has 18 and they're subbing off and on and they're all fresh. And you got to work through it. You've got to embrace it. We've had ours. They're always going to be ups and downs. And how you deal with it is important. Going back to what I said with five, do you complain when you've been knocked down? Do you make excuses for bad performances? Did you lose to that team because you didn't have enough subs? Or do you react positively? Did you, do you take a challenge out of that? Right? Do you use it to fuel you to work harder, to get better? Do you learn from that adversity and take what you've learned and apply it going forward so that you are a better player? Because anyone that has achieved success in anything, they've had to overcome obstacles on the way. Expect them. Accept them. Deal with them. Use them to drive you. Brush yourself off. Get ready for the next game or the, or the next practice. I can tell you the most successful people in the world have failed more times than anyone else. They learn from it. They move on. They keep plugging away. Okay? And I know. I mean, hopefully they're, they're not listening. I think the only players that don't listen are my own. But um, I can tell you I've admired a lot of them for the way they've dealt with adversity and obstacles that we've faced over the years because we've had some tough times in that way. A lot of the players have handled it better than some of the adults, okay? Number seven, commit yourself to doing your best. Your best what is what matters. Don't compare yourselves to other players unless you want to use it to drive you and say, hey, I like how that player plays. I want to do that. That's fine. But ultimately, your best is different from someone else's, right? But do everything to the best of your ability. Set high standards for yourself. Show up to practice. Put in the work. Set high standards for your teammates, okay? Your teammates are going to follow, hopefully. <laughs> your people want to be associated with people that work hard and put in the effort for the team and are always trying to get better. Right? Who would you like as a teammate? Someone that you know, no matter what, is going to try their hardest. They're not going to quit. They're going to put in the effort. They're going to be for you, be there for you, whether you're up six nothing or down six nothing, or someone that tries to do as little as they can get away with, right? Someone that goes half speed. Someone who never wins a 50-50 ball. Someone who loses the ball and watches and helps a teammate recovers. Someone on the other side of the field who doesn't track back behind the ball like they're supposed to in the hopes that their team wins it and brings it up the field. Then the ball gets crossed eventually at some point, and that player's got to tap in because the player who should be marking them is 50 yards up the field. Someone who stops watch, who stops when the coach isn't watching, right? The player who runs suicides and is always planting their foot six inches a foot a yard before the actual line, right? You know what I'm talking about, okay? All it takes to be the player that will run through the wall to make a play is a decision to do so. That is 100% on you. Decide to be the player that gives it everything they have all the time. It will be amazing to you what that does for your development and performance as a player. Number eight, have a good self-image, right? You are a special player. No one else is you, okay? You need to understand that, embrace it, internalize that. Get your head up. Play the game like you're the best player on the field. But as Kobe Bryant said, work. Like you don't have talent, okay? 
the best players are the best players, not because they believe they're the best and then they go through the motions because that's all they think they have to do. They're the best because they put in the work to be the best, period, right? Think of yourself as a good player. Do what's necessary to become one, and you will. Enjoy your time at soccer games. Enjoy your time at practices. Feel good about what you do and the effort you put in, and be proud of it. You should be proud of it if you're putting in the effort, no matter what your ultimate skill level becomes. Number nine, wow, I thought I had nine. I absolutely definitely needed to have nine because nine is a special number. There has to be nine steps because my jersey number was nine. Clearly, that is the best soccer number out there. If you disagree, shame on you. Whatever team you play for, understand that you're, you're part of a special team. That's number nine. I know there are struggles. I know there can be issues with teammates. But soccer, as much as I preach the individuality of the sport, because I think that's so important to your development, to develop individually as a player when you're, you're young. It absolutely is a team sport, especially as you get older and you understand the team aspect of the game more and more. It comes down to the hard work, your enthusiasm, the fact that you love the game, that you can embrace that with your teammates and understand and embrace the journey together and enjoy it. You have to enjoy it, okay? I am going to leave it there for now. I think this ended up being longer than, uh, than it was going to be. But uh, let me just put in the end, it all comes down to you, okay? No one can force you to be a good player. You're only going to become one if you want it, if you have that burning desire, if you enjoy it enough to put in the work because you are the only person, the only person that can decide this. Not me, not your parents, not your friends, not your teammates, you, okay? So let me tell you this in case you, if you have a coach that doesn't, I don't care how good you can become as long as that's how good you become, okay? all about you. Vince Lombardi, one of the greatest coaches ever, I believe he said this, that the vision of a champion is someone who has been over drenched in sweat at the point of exhaustion when no one else is watching. Understand that last point. When no one else is watching, that's when champions are made. Okay, Your mind is a powerful thing. It's going to quit on you long before your body. If you let it, do not let it because you are in charge. To quote the amazing philosopher Winnie the Pooh, you are better than you think you are. You can do more than you think you can. You always could, okay? Um, I won't go through a spiel about a whole bunch of stuff. Go check out thesoccerspecialist.com slash podcast 19. There will be more information there. Um, if you get a chance, it would be awesome to make sure you actually subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. A review would be fantastic. There aren't a lot of those. Um, the Kindle version of Dominate Game Day on Amazon is now only seven ratings behind Soccer Tough by Dan Abraham. So if you've got the book and you haven't left a rating, that would be awesome if you could go do that. I would love to get to 50 before Dan. I would appreciate the help. That is, I think, it for now. Um, again, I might throw in some extra, extra podcasts over the next few weeks. I thank you so much for listening. As always, thank you for helping to grow the pack podcast. We're going to revolutionize. Nope. We're going to evolutionize youth soccer because that's the kind of power and passion the grassroots has. And I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.